listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey, everybody, it's John Barrett. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where we are going to level you up so you don't level out in your influence and impact. And I am so glad that you're tuning in for another episode. We are going to talk about the performance filter today. You're going to love this. It's going to add value to you and be so helpful to you as a leader. Hey, before we jump in uh, to the content today, go to johnbarrettleadership.com. Go get the leader guide to this episode where you're going to get all kinds of great content. In fact, there's a flow chart that you're going to be able to see on there that unpacks the performance filter that you can walk through to know if you're making the right decisions about performance issues that you may have with somebody on your team and if you're responding to it the right way. So that'll make more sense as we unpack the content today, but definitely go to johnbarrettleadership.com, get the leader guide for this episode, as well as all kinds of other resources on there. I've got some books I've written. Uh, There's some free resources on there to help you as a leader and all of that. So go check it out. All right, the performance filter. Listen, As a leader, you have to always be assessing if your team has what it takes. Now, listen, you are only as good as the team you surround yourself with, all right? So every job of a leader is always trying to determine what is going on with these performance issues that I've got with my team. Do I have the right team to not only fulfill what the requirements are today, but do I have the right team that's going to help me fulfill what is needed for the future, for tomorrow? Now listen, you're not going to grow into the future if you don't have the right team that can take you there. It's one thing to have a team that is able to kind of uh, maintain what you've got, but do you have a team that can help grow you into what you don't have yet? right? Can you get a team around you that has the ability to do it? So I want to unpack all of this because as a leader, we're constantly trying to figure out if we have the right team. And we're trying to figure out, especially when there's performance issues with people. Do I keep them? Do I let them go? Are they the right fit? What do I need to do? Do they need this? Do they need that? Have I communicated enough? Have I set the expectations? Am I holding them accountable? Uh, Is it just them? Is it me, right? It's kind of like a bad dating situation, right? It's not you, it's me, right? It's not me, it's you, right? Right? I mean, that's probably what it should be said many times. But, you know, we're always trying to assess, I mean, what what's going on? So as a leader, I want to help you unpack this and put together uh, and, and kind of walk through this filter that I've put together called the performance filter. Now, listen, as a leader, it, it, it's the difference between playing chess and checkers, right? Great leaders are chess players, right? Average leaders are checker players. And here's what I mean by that. In the game of chess and checkers, in checkers, you treat every piece as the same, right? Every piece just kind of moves diagonal and you just kind of jump and it's, it, it is what it is, right? Every piece is the same. It's a pretty simple game. Anybody can pick it up, even kids. But with chess, it's a whole different strategy, right? You, you have to know each individual piece. You've got to know what they're capable of doing. Is this a pawn that just can kind of move forward it, it, or it, can they move forward two spots? Is this a bishop? Is this a rook? What can they do, right? Uh, is, is this a ca- I mean, castle? We've got all these different kind of uh, uh, um, players, all these different pieces, and you've got to know how to utilize each one to its fullest potential. It's the same in leadership. If you just treat everybody the same, well, this is what you need to do. This is how I'm going to approach it. Like checkers, you're you're not going to be a great leader. You've got to understand who you're working with, who you're dealing with, what is needed, what is the situation, and how do you respond to that as a leader? That's what a great leader is. They're a chess player, not a checkers player, right? So 
We have to use a filter to know what we're dealing with when it comes to working with people, especially when there's performance issues. Now, the performance filter is going to be amazing. Listen, there are only three main reasons why why people are having performance issues. It always boils down to these three. Listen, in 20 years of coaching and working with teams, individuals, nationally, internationally, all over, there's always just three reasons that it comes down to. One of three. These are the these are the three main reasons. Now, this performance filter is going to help you run through and to see which one of these three are you dealing with. It always comes down to one of these issues. Now, the three different issues. Once you once you run it through the filter and you know what it is, one of the three, then you've got to you've got to handle them differently, just like in checkers, right? I mean, you 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 don't treat every performance issue the same. Because if you misdiagnose this and you think, oh my goodness, th- this is, this is uh, what is going on, but you treat it like a different um, uh, issue, then you're going to get the wrong result. Listen, you've got to find out what you're dealing with. If you misdiagnose what the main reason is that you're dealing with performance, then you're going to treat it the wrong way and you're not going to get the right result, right? So there's three reasons. It always comes down to one of these three. It's either a can't, won't, or don't issue. It's a can't, won't, or don't, right? In fact, I want you to think about that. Can't, won't, don't. Can't, won't, don't. Get this just drilled into your mind on the performance filter. It's either a can't, a won't, or a don't issue. Now, John, what do you mean by that? Let me break it down. All right, let me just kind of give you an idea here, and then we'll break them down individually. It's either because they can't do what you're asking them to do. It's either they won't do what you're asking them to do, or it's either they don't know how to do what you're asking them to do. So it's a can't, won't, don't. Can't because they can't do what you're asking. Won't because they won't do it, which is an attitude and it's an issue that's toxic. And you got to address that quick. We'll talk about that. Or it's a don't know how to do it. It always comes down to one of these three. Can't, won't, or don't. And you've got to get the right diagnosis on this. Because if you treat someone that doesn't know how to do it and you're treating them like they won't do it, so you're dealing with them on you know their resistance and their attitude and why aren't you stepping up to the plate? What is wrong with you? But yet they just don't know how. They would love to do it. They want to do it, but they don't know how. They need training. They need uh, for you to lay this out for them, the expectations. Listen, if you misdiagnose it, that's bad news. Now listen, if somebody won't do it because they're just being resistant, they're having a negative attitude, right? They're just saying that they just refuse to do it and you're treating it like they don't know how, and you're thinking, well, I'll just spend some more time with them and I'll just try to walk them through it. I'm just going to keep trying to lay out the expectations. Maybe they don't understand what I'm asking. No, no, no. You're not dealing with, with somebody that doesn't know how to do it. You're dealing with someone that won't do it. They're just flat out being resistant. They're being negative. They're being toxic. And they're not stepping up to the plate. Listen, if you treat it like a don't issue when it's a won't, Wow, you are going to not only frustrate yourself, but you're not going to get any results. So you get the point. Can't, won't, or don't. It always comes down to one of these three. And you've got to ask yourself the question, is it because they can't do it, they won't do it, or they don't know how to do it? All right, so let's break these down individually so that you can kind of get some ideas of how you respond to this, what you're actually dealing with, so that when you run this through, you can use it. Listen, I work with teams all over. And whenever there's a performance issue, especially teams I've been working with for a while, I'll say, hey, what are we dealing with? Can't, won't, or don't. What is it? 
and then they'll try to kind of walk through the process in their mind to kind of, you know, uh, uh, diagnose what it is that they feel like is, is kind of coming from this person. And then that gives us a starting point to, one, clarify, is that really what you're dealing with? And then, two, to know how to respond to it so that you get it right. So let's break it down. If it's a can't issue, right, they just can't do it, right? It's an issue of capability, right? Can't is an issue of capability. Listen, if your organization's mission is to climb trees, would you rather train a horse or hire a squirrel, right? Hopefully, it's a pretty simple answer, right? I mean, if your organization's mission is to climb trees, that's what we do. That's who we are. That's how we operate. Are you going to try to spend all your time training a horse? Are you just going to simply hire a squirrel? Right? That's what you've got to do. I see a lot of organizations in this analogy that are, you know, their mission is to climb trees. I mean, they need people with great customer service. They need people that that are, are willing to um, go with the flow and kind of move a little more spontaneous, maybe move fast and, and this. And yet they're trying to train these horses, people that are wired totally different than to operate that way. And instead of being kind of a, a well-rounded team, it's actually causing tension in the team that's holding it back. Right, so you got to understand, are, are we trying to train horses or do we just simply need to start hiring squirrels and figuring out how do we get the right people on the team? Listen, some people just can't do the job. It's not the right fit for them. Now, listen, you've got to be able to make this call. This is a hard one, especially if you're the kind of leader that believes in people and you're optimistic and, and all that. Listen, in fact, if you're a really great leader, you will tend to be blindsided by people that can't do it. And here's what I mean by that. You will always think you can turn them in to a squirrel. So you'll look at a horse and say, you know what, I, with great leadership, we, we, can, we can train this horse to be a squirrel, right? And you will, you will frustrate yourself and you'll frustrate somebody else because you're not making the call. So listen, you've got to understand some people just aren't the right fit. And you've got to understand when to make that call. Now, there, we're going to unpack this a little bit later in the don't because it may be that they, you don't know that yet. Maybe you don't know if they can't do it. So you've got to give them some training and all that. But eventually, you've got to be able to make the call and make it quickly of, is this an issue that somebody just can't do it? It's the wrong fit. It's not working out. All right? You've got to determine what when that is. Listen, I've got a good friend uh, who's a CEO of a very large construction company. And, and they're doing hundreds of millions of dollars. They're an incredible company. And this is what he said. We were sitting down having breakfast one morning, um, just kind of hanging out, doing, doing some talking, and just kind of sharpening each other and helping each other out a little bit. And uh, one of the things he said, he said, John, he said, you know, and, and he was genuine on this, right? You got to know the guy. He's a genuine guy. He believes in people. He is a really good guy because what I'm about to say is going to sound a little bit cheesy. It's going to sound a little bit like, you know, manipulative or trite or something. But this was very genuine. He's a great guy. And he said, John, you know, when we let people go in our organization, he said, we try as hard as we can to, to, to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, to train them, to do what we can, to make sure we got the right people. But when we find out it's a can't issue and they, they're just not the right fit, he says, when we let people go, here's how we look at it. This is, our, this is our verbiage in our organization to all of our managers. We are releasing them to go do what they were created to do. And it's not here, right? I mean, like, that's their narrative. Not that necessarily they say to that person, but he said, here's how we look at it. Because there's a lot of people that don't want to make the call just to say, you know what? It's not the right fit. We got to let you go. Listen, he says, here's how we look at it. If it's not the right fit, we're releasing them to go do what they were created to do. And what they were created to do is not here in this organization. It's holding them back from fulfilling everything that they are capable of doing. But this is not the right ecosystem for them. They need to be released to go do what they were created to do. And he said, that's how we look at it every time. 
and we make sure that, that we have that narrative. And I just thought that was cool, right? It sounds a little bit, you know, kind of tongue in cheek a little bit, but he was genuine. I mean, he was like, listen, we really wrestle over when we let somebody go to make sure that, that we've done everything they can. But when it's can't, we, we've got to let them go. I, I, there's an old famous quote that says this, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid, right? I mean, it's kind of attributed to Einstein, although we don't know if he really said it, but everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that's stupid, right? Now listen, if you've got someone in the, in, in the wrong place, Listen, instead of frustrating them to no end and just, you know, you're just, you're, you're not good. You're not doing this right. And them just being miserable, just say, you know what? Listen, we're going to release you to go do what you were created to do, right? Go get in the water, right? We're, we're a tree and we're trying to teach you to climb. And, and we just, you, you need to go flourish somewhere in the right ecosystem, right? So listen, the performance formula, let me kind of give you this. So we're talking about the performance filter. You got to run it through. Is it can't, won't, or don't? But let me give you the performance formula. To how, do, how do you know if you've got a can't issue? Listen, let me just give you four thoughts real quick on here. Wrong person and the wrong skill equals disaster. So if you've got the wrong person with the wrong skills, it's going to be a disaster. Now, if you've got the wrong person but the right skill, there's going to be frustration. So, hey, they're not the right person, but they've got good skills. Their competence, you know, competency is good, but their chemistry on the team, it doesn't fit and all that. So wrong person, but they got the right skill, you're going to have frustration. That's still not the best solution. Now, sometimes you got the right person, but the wrong skill, right? Great person, they love the, the team, they're, they're good chemistry, but they don't have the right skills to do what it is. They're going to turn into burnout eventually. Right person and wrong skill is going to be burnout. But listen, here's what you want to get to. The right person and the right skills equals fulfillment. When you get the right person in the right seat with the right skills to do what they need to do, there's going to be fulfillment by them. There's going to be fulfillment from you. doesn't mean you're not going to have some tension in that, but you're going to work through it, right? So you've got to understand you've got to get the right people. Don't lower the bar. Keep the bar high of expectation. I see a lot of organizations say, oh, it's just, it's a can't issue. They can't do it. So we're just going to kind of lower the bar a little bit. Maybe they'll jump over it. Maybe they'll jump over it. And listen, what happens is, is you just keep lowering that bar of expectation. And guess what? You're, you're going to keep lowering the performance. You've got to keep the bar strong and high, right? And, and not be apologetic over that. But you've got to be able to be strong as a leader to say, listen, we're going to do everything we can to train and give you expectations, but if it comes down to a can't issue, we got to make the call. All right. Second one is this, all right? Is it a won't issue, right? So that's the other kind of piece to this filter that you got to think. And, and won't is an issue of attitude, right? It's an issue of attitude. This person is being resistant. This person is, is not stepping up to the plate. Maybe they're lazy. Maybe they're angry. Maybe they're, you know, bitter, whatever it may be. Maybe they're, you know, just arrogant and that. And they're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing, you know, this. It's an issue of attitude. Now, this is the one in the filter that you have to deal with aggressively. You can't mess around with this kind of stuff. All right. This is the stuff that will kill uh, the morale of an organization and bring you down. So listen, it's an issue of attitude. A team is only as good as its weakest link. If you've got somebody on the team that is a won't kind of a person and they're bringing all kinds of attitude to this, listen, it will absolutely destroy your team. A team is only as good as its weakest link. So if you allow that to go on without dealing with that aggressively and directly, it, it is going to kill your future effort. All right? Listen, that kind of attitude is toxic. 
I, I, you know, love him or hate him. Dave Ramsey, right? The, the financial guru. Ramsey Solutions, a great organization. They're doing phenomenal things. They have a no gossip, no tolerance rule. And basically it's this. You can go look on their website. I think they have it even like, like posted in that. But they have a no gossip rule. And they said, listen, if you're caught gossiping about somebody else, we have zero tolerance. You are fired on the spot the day of. Clear out your office. You're done. And, and it is set on the expectations on the front end. Now, here's how they define gossip, right? Because everybody says, well, it's gossip. And they give an example in their HR booklet they did. They said, listen, here's a good example of what gossip is. You uh, being frustrated and complaining to the marketing department about how your computer is not working and the IT is not doing their job. Right? He said, listen, it comp- it, gossip is complaining to somebody that doesn't have the ability to fix or solve the problem. So IT is the ones who can solve your computer problem. But if you're complaining about it and talking about it with the marketing department, we call it gossip, zero tolerance, fired on the spot. Now, you can say, wow, that is intense. I can tell you right now, though, that Ramsey Solution has a phenomenal organization where people, they don't have hardly any overturn in their organization. It's very, very low. Because they have got a high culture of commitment and expectation, and they do not mess around with anything that's going to be toxic to their organization. And Dave Ramsey has said, listen, we don't have time to sit there and tolerate and and, and sit around and babysit all these different kind of issues that, number one, shouldn't even be there in the first place. So love it or hate it, love them or like them, whatever it is, listen, you've got to deal with this stuff head on. Right, you can't just say, "I hear this all the time." Well, that's just who they are. That's just their attitude. That's just their disposition. You just got to know them. You just got to take it with a grain of salt. You, you, you know, just let them let them do what they do. Just let them spout off a little bit, and and they'll be okay tomorrow. No, no, no. You don't do that kind of stuff. That is toxic to a team. So if somebody is not responding to your expectations, somebody is not living up to what they need to do, and they're just flat out won't do it then listen, you've got to deal with it quick. Listen, you, you, you've got to confront bad behavior and deal with it head on. You've got to lead with speed is what we talk about with that kind of stuff. Don't mess around with it. Listen, I almost promise you, you've got some situations on your team right now. I don't even know you. I don't even know what organization you're a part of, but I could almost statistically say that you've got probably a certain percentage on your team that are won't issues and you're not dealing with them head on. So I just, I want to challenge, that's a hard one, especially if you're a, you know, I love people, I, I, I don't like confrontation, and I, I just want everybody to sing Kumbaya, look, I get it, I'm with you, I'm probably, you know, kind of wired that way a little bit more than, than the other. But listen, great leaders deal with issues, not only to get the best from the individual and help them grow and get over what they need to get over so that they can go on to do what they can do best, but they also look out for the rest of the team. And if you're not dealing with an issue because, you know, you don't want to confront that and you're allowing it to kill the rest of the team, you're allowing it to affect meetings and communication, people are avoiding that person, people are going around that person, working around the situation, you are killing productivity in your organization and you're killing the morale. So listen, if it's a won't issue, you've got to diagnose it and you've got to deal with it head on. All right, third thing in this filter here, all right, is it a can't issue, is it a won't, or is it a don't issue? Now, consequentially, here's the deal. You've almost got to start with this, right? This is the one that you almost have to just assume and say, okay, is it a don't issue, meaning that they don't know how to do, or they don't understand what's expected, or I've not communicated what's at stake, or I've not given them the investment or the training to know what it is. Listen, if it's a don't issue, it's an issue of knowledge, 
Listen, it's an issue of knowledge. They just don't know how. They, they need to get schooled on how to do this. So you've got to determine what can you do to help them grow. So you've got to be able to provide accountability. You've got to give them opportunity. You've got to look in the mirror as a leader and say, have I given them everything that, that I know to do to help them be successful? Have I communicated? Have I held them accountable? Have, have I given them clear directives? Have I asked them how they're doing? Have I had conversations? Have I challenged them to get better in some specific issues? Or am I just hoping that they get better? No. You've got to make sure that you are doing everything you can as a leader. Now, at the same time, you got to be careful. Remember, don't go back to the, you know, just it's always a don't issue and I'm just going to keep throwing training and training and training at them. If it's an issue of can't eventually, you've got to make that call. And I can't, there's no magic line where that crosses. This is where you've just kind of got to determine, have I done enough to give them the expectation, to give them that? Now, here's what I do know. If you are a little bit more of an optimistic, kind of patient person, you are probably gonna going to err on the side of giving them too much and thinking that you've not done enough. And here's what I mean by that. On a scale of 1 to 10, you're going to think, you know what, I've only given them a 5. I mean, I could give them so much more time, so much more expectations. I just need to be more upfront with them. And you'll rate yourself at a 5, but you've probably given, given them more like an 8. But you're, you're just, you know, you're so humble. You're just so like, oh, there's, I could always do more. And so typically optimistic people tend to rate themselves lower than what they've actually done. So if you're dealing with that and you think, well, I think I've only given them a five or something like that, you're probably more at a six, seven, or even an eight, right, of what you've actually given them. So don't fool yourself and don't think that it's just you've just got to do more and more and more and more and more. You've got to look at this heavy. Now, if you're a little bit more of a no tolerance kind of driver, kind of, you know, just uh, moving fast and, and, and that, then you probably are overestimating yourself. You, in your mind, you're probably thinking, oh, I've been a nine on expectations of what I want. And listen, you may be careful because you actually may only be like a five or six compared to what they think they are, right? So I hope that makes sense. But what I've always found is that the optimistic kind of patient people tend to really underestimate the expectations they've actually set and they, they take all the blame too much on this issue of, of not giving someone enough training. But I've always found that the drivers and the kind of the more just uh, fast-paced people that are kind of no tolerant and demand a lot, they tend to really over-exaggerate the expectations they've set when in reality that other person may not be as clear as you think you are. All right? So just remember that. Now, here's what you've got to determine. You've got to determine the pace that you can allow for growth. Now, here's what I mean by that, because everybody always says, well, John, how do I know if I went from a, a, it's that they don't know how to they can't do it? I mean, how do I know when is enough training enough? I mean, when is enough expectations enough? And, and then I finally realized they just can't do it. Well, listen, again, there's no magic line, but you've got to determine what is the pace that you can allow for growth. And I'll give you a good example, all right? There, I'll give you a, a kind of a, a tale of two organizations, right? There's one organization I work with, and they, their, their industry that they're in is much more slower paced. There's a lot of time to do what they need to do. They're not really up against any heavy, heavy demands in the marketplace and that because of what they do. So because of that, right, they have been able to allow people that I personally would have probably said, listen, you're, you're allowing too much patience with them. I mean, they're moving forward very slow, but it's almost like a turtle. I mean, they're barely making progress here. But for them, they're okay with it. 
because for their pace of their industry and the rhythm of their organization, they're a much more patient organization. That's just their DNA, and they have a lot more tolerance in that. And so they've worked with people over the years where they, as long as they're moving forward, they're able to keep them going. So I'm, I sit back to that, and I say, I understand. If that fits what you've got, then that's good. Now, another organization I work with, total opposite. They're pretty fast paced. They're they're moving quick. They've got a, they're under a lot of demands uh, in the marketplace of all kinds of, of physical deadlines that they have, and so they've got to move quick. They had someone on their team um, that wasn't able uh, to to move to grow at the pace. Now this person was smart, bright. I mean, head of their class. They came into the organization with high hopes, and as they got moving and going and assigning work to this person, they weren't able to to move forward and grow into that role as fast as they wanted. And they wrestled with this. They said, John, we just don't know. We're seeing progress. I mean, we really are. We really appreciate this person's given a lot of effort. They're, they're, they're really showing that they're trying, and, and we're seeing a little bit of improvement. But, you know, the problem is, is we needed to see like five check boxes of improvement, and they've only checked like two. So, so they feel like that they're putting a lot of effort in, but it's not at the pace of what we need. And so they had to make the call to let that person go. Why? Because the pace of growth didn't fit their, their DNA of their organization. So listen, you can't apply that to everybody. So you've got to ask yourself, what pace can we allow for growth in our organization? Some have a little more tolerance, some less. But I can't answer that, but you do. So you've got to be able to keep your eye on the goal, but don't forget to measure the gain, right? So keep your eye on the goal of where you want that person to be, but keep an eye and measure that gain. Are they moving forward and are they moving forward at the pace in which you can allow? So the first question is, are they moving forward? Right. I mean, simply just are we seeing the effort? OK, now, once you get through that, then you have to say, OK, got it. We are seeing some effort. We really do appreciate it. Second question, is it at the pace that we can allow and is it the pace that we can tolerate for growth? That's the hard one that you got to answer. And if it's not, then you just have to say, you know what? You are bright. You are a fish that can swim in water. But we are trying to climb trees here, and it's it's a can't issue. You can't keep up with what it is at the pace that we want you to go, and you've got to communicate that. But you've got to understand it's one of these three that you've got to do. So you have to be able to know when to move into each zone. What issue am I dealing with, all right? Is it a can't, won't, or don't issue? Now, immediately you're probably thinking of people on your team. Right. You're thinking of, oh, OK, well, what is that issue that I'm dealing with? You may be going into a meeting right now where you're thinking, oh, I, I can already. There's some some people in that that are don't people. There's some people that can't and there's some people that won't. Right. Well, how are you going to deal with that as a leader? How are you going to deal with that? Not only one on one, but as you work with a team, how are you going to communicate it? Right. So I want to encourage you. Now, listen, if you'll go to the leader guide uh, at johnbarrettleadership.com, if you'll go to the leader guide for this episode, there, there's one for every episode. But for this one you're going to have access to the performance filter um, where I actually walk you through a flow chart where are you having issues? And it actually diagnoses through just kind of a simple way in, in, in a very general sense, but it's very helpful. It'll help you kind of get to, is this a can't issue, a won't issue, or a don't issue? And based on questions and how you respond and answer, it's going to kind of help you understand or at least get a framework of where to start. It is super helpful. I've worked with a lot of organizations that utilize this, and, and it's just a beginning uh, framework for you to kind of diagnose what the issue is. Because remember, you've got to diagnose what you're dealing with. If you treat it like checkers, where it's just kind of all the same, 
and you're dealing with everybody as though it's a won't issue or a don't issue or just can't, you just automatically assume, well, they just can't do it, then you're going to have issues, right? You've got to diagnose the right thing so that you can get to the root symptom, listen, or, or the root problem. Don't hang out with the symptom of it, right? You've got to get to the root with performance. Why? What's at stake? Because you are only as good as the team that you surround yourself with. Your organization is only as good as your team. And if you're going to get better as an organization, then you've got to develop your people and you've got to know how to do that. So ask yourself right now. In fact, I would encourage you to do this. I would, if you are having an issue with anyone on your team, right, uh, in that, here, here's, here's what I want you to do is, is I, I want you to almost take each person's name. And, and if you've got a big team that, that is that, maybe just take your key leaders or key people or just start somewhere on your team. But take your team, if you're in a small business or small organization, you might think about everybody on the team. And I just want you to write down something, kind of write down their name and then say, okay, am I having a performance issue with them? Are they, are they at their maximum potential? If they are, then just put a can. What I mean by can is they can do it and they are doing it, right? They, they can do it, right? So no issue, thumbs up, can, good, check mark. Now, if it's not, I want you to think, is it can't, won't, or don't? And just try to diagnose, think through it. Go through that little performance filter flow chart uh, at johnbarrettleadership.com and see what it is. But I want you to try to get down to the root issue and then begin to formulate, how am I going to respond? Is it an issue where I just need to make the call? Is it an issue that I need to address this firm and head on? Or is this an issue that I need to provide training and expectations and I need more accountability there to help push them and drive them? Which one is it? All right, guys, I hope this is helpful for you. The performance filter. Can't, won't, or don't. Always one of the three. And if you're going to get a great team, you've got to understand what you're dealing with so that you can get people to their highest level of performance. I hope this was helpful. It's so good to add value to you each month. I'll see you guys next month where we're going to unpack some more thoughts to help level you up so you don't level out in your influence and your impact. We'll see you guys next month. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com.